Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. Hi, this is Janine Bolin, and welcome to the Janine Bolin Show. And one of the things that we promise you in this show is that we promise you that we will help you with money tips, we'll help save time, we'll help you with your knowledge base, either increasing it or saving it. And we also talk a little bit about your sanity, because in these wild and crazy times that we're in, it's one of those things that's kind of nice to have somebody just say, okay, when you feel like you want to tear your hair out, please don't. We have some things that may help. And we offer that to you. So today's guest, and I'm so excited to have her back, is Sue Wilhite. Now, you may not realize this, but back in January, we had a show that broadcasted January 30th, and I promised you I would find a time where Sue and I could get back on. We would talk about her biofield tuning. But before we get too wrapped up in that, let me tell you a little bit about her. And that is Sue had to endure a health issue in the form of an ulcer. She realized that these type of illnesses are very common in the corporate world, especially when it comes to successful women who have high-pressure careers and a lot of responsibilities. So she became aware that successful women feel stalled out and frustrated by their careers because of, you guessed it, emotional residues that were holding them back. So what Sue has done is she has made it her life mission to help and work with successful people for them to get off their yeah, buts. I'm sorry. I love that. She has those in quotes. Yeah, but (laughs) she started reaching out to top professions and she started working really well at her own profession for six years. She suffered a healing crisis. It totally changed her life and her focus. She is now a two-time international number one best-selling author, an award-winning show host, law of attraction coach, and a certified biofield tuning practitioner. Now, we're going to go into depth about what that means and how that may be of help to you. She specializes in getting her clients unstuck and encourages them to fulfill their own destinies. Thank you so much for being with us today, Sue. Oh, it's so fun to be back on your show, Janine. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, we, You and I have so much fun. And, and then we're like, oh, we probably should call it because, you know, we could go on for another hour. And we don't want to do that to people, right? So let's start off. When we were talking before the show, we definitely want to go into the biofield tuning and everything. But you had a really good tip when it came to money. So do you mind taking about three minutes and talk to us about your experience as you move through dealing with money? Yeah. So when I started my business way back, you know, when the dinosaurs were walking the earth, um, it, you had to do it all on paper, right? Spreadsheets were just becoming a thing. And, and I needed to track where my money was going. And this program eventually came about called Mint. And Mint is an easy, oh my goodness, it's an easy way for you to keep track of your money. Now, here's why you want to keep track of your money. What you focus on grows, first off. So you want to keep track of your money so your attention is on it so that it will grow. And You want to pay attention to where your money is going. You know, you hear all the time about people saying, oh, just give up, you know, just give up your lattes in the morning, your frappuccino, caramel, cold brew, or whatever. (laughs) 
but, but when you start tracking it, you might be able to see that, hey, you know, if I did that for a week, I could afford something else, right? And Mint is one of those programs that allows you to track things, figure out where stuff is going. Are you really spending that much in groceries or movies or, you know, is Netflix really worth it if you're paying that much per month and not watching more than one movie uh, a year? <laughs> right. You know, not everybody binges on it. Do you have it just to have? So what it enabled me to do was to get my finances in shape so that now I pay for QuickBooks, which is Mint's really big sibling. And uh, that keeps track of my business finances. And I can keep Mint around to do the checkup on my personal finances, because it's really easy. It links to your bank. You just download it and there it goes. And, and it's so much easier to know where your money is going than to go, oh, oh goodness, here I am at the end of the month and my paycheck is not making it. When you know where your money is going, you can keep track of it, your stress gets reduced and you end up, hopefully, spending more wisely. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's the thing, right? You and I were talking about that, where it's just like time. If you decide to do one thing, then you're saying no to everything else, exactly. right? And it's the same thing with your money. And so when you become very disciplined about where am I going to spend my money? Well, I'm not going to blow it on a Frappuccino, but I still like my Frappuccinos or whatever it is your, that's your thing. Then you set a time where it's like every Friday, I am going to get one at 3.30 when I you know, go get groceries for the week because I'm going to celebrate. Well, that's fabulous, but you're not spending it so much more, right? You and I were talking about compounding and it's not just uh, finances, it's the compound effect on things too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you had another, I'm sorry, we were talking in the green room. She had these great ideas. I want to bring them out. Um, The other one was you were talking about time and you were talking about how journaling that you don't do it this way anymore, but this form of journaling really helped you with your knowledge base and figuring out where you were mentally. Tell us about your format for journaling. Yeah. So when I first learned about journaling, it was, uh, Uh, the Julia Cameron page a day thing just go blah on paper. And, and that was really frustrating to me because, you know, sometimes just writing wasn't doing it for me. And then somebody introduced me to uh, Jonathan Randall Price's the 40 day abundance plan. And in the 40 day abundance plan, there's a sequence of little paragraphs, sometimes not more than a couple of sentences where you read those to yourself and then you write down your reactions to them. And it's a timed thing, you do it for 15 minutes. And it's a way of, as I said, it's a prompt, right? It's a way of having something stimulate your brain and your emotions and your reaction to it such that you get it down on paper. And then for one thing, it's out of your head. The second thing is sometimes you look at what you wrote and go, God, that's brilliant. <laughs> I love it when I have those days. Yeah, pat myself on the back. <laughs> right? It's like, wow, that was really cool. Let's save that, you know, so you highlight it. Um, and I have notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks of this kind of journaling. And eventually I got off of 
uh, Jonathan Randall Price's and I discovered the 15 minute miracle and I discovered a bunch of other journaling prompts that really worked for me. So if you can't think of what to journal about and you don't wanna just sit there and go, well, today I went to Starbucks and I got my Frappuccino. <laughs> And we're, we're back on that. And by the way, this is not sponsored by any particular coffee company. <laughs> I went to my local coffee company and I got my and I did my thing and I went to work and my boss did this. And I, did, and I know that's enough to drive you mad. That's not right. helping you save knowledge. It's not helping you learn no. more about yourself, right? Those are things we were both talking about. Yeah, yeah. Right. So there's all kinds of online, if you just Google journaling prompts, there's a gazillion of them. And some of them are organized by subjects, some of them are organized by time of year. Um, it, just go find the ones that work for you. And I tell you, it really makes all the difference. And, and the other thing that's great is one of the ways that Sue and I found out about you, we're both podcasters. We'll, we'll fess up to that. We're both podcasters. She had me on her show. We had a great time. I invited her on mine. Then I had to invite her back because we didn't discuss the one thing I really wanted to discuss. We had so much good content with the other, other thing. But you really talked about the hero's journey for the entrepreneurial soul. And that was just that was just such a delightful thing. So Talk to us a little bit about your podcast, The Sweet Sound of Success. Yeah, thank you. So I release episodes weekly and I interview entrepreneurs about their life stories. It's not so much about their business per se. Um, we're not necessarily talking about business tips. We're not talking about, you know, structures or, or anything like that. I want to know the origin story. I want to know what got you started as an entrepreneur. And that that's really juicy for me. And so we're just about to release our 80th episode. Congratulations. Um, that is quite a success. Yeah, yeah this is, this is uh, in May that I'm speaking, uh, May of 2022. And so it, it's so much fun to hear how people got started and how they moved through you know, their, their call to action, their big hairy monsters, the, the, the ways that they deal with the other folks in their lives. Some people have cut other, cut people out of their lives altogether. Some people came from entrepreneurial families and they're like, oh, great, you're doing your thing. This is fabulous. Um, and, and it's all different and it's all juicy. And I love how people's stories illuminate how varied and wonderful the entrepreneurial experience is because there is no one size fits all and eventually I'm going to turn this into a book series and and really get this out into the world that the beginning is not you know not everybody's beginning is the same not everybody's big hairy monsters are the same um, not everybody deals with their family friends environment the same right exactly so thank you so much for doing that because it's amazing to me podcasters are like entrepreneurs no one podcast we're not duplicating effort here we're all trying to get people's messages out there in whatever way and so i did promise everybody we would get to this biofield tuning 
and talk about how it helps harmonize uh, body, mind, spirit. Some people say it that way. But talk to us about, number one, if you don't mind, what is biofield tuning and why should I care? Right. So let's talk about just the flat out basics definition and why should I care? Yeah. Oh, yes. This is this is so fun. So. NIH has defined the biofield as the electromagnetic field that surrounds our body. And it goes about three to five feet out from the sides. And it would go about three to five feet above our heads as well. It's a giant circle. Basically, we live in this little bubble, but it dips in a little bit at the head and it dips in a little bit at the feet. So it's kind of apple shaped. So imagine that we're in this lovely apple and we're at the core. So the biofield, as I said, is an electromagnetic field and it's generated by your brain, your heart, and your gut. Now, the important part is for the purposes of biofield tuning is your brain. Your brain generates part, the largest part of the electromagnetic field because all of your thoughts, beliefs, and emotions are electrochemical reactions that are going mm-hmm. on inside of your brain. I mean, this is the thing that just, I love it. You've got little cells in your brain that are shoving lightning bolts at each other. (laughs) That's basically how you think. And those, so that's, that's the biofield. Why should we care? Because it turns out that just like a USB stick or a hard drive or, you know, a server in the cloud, these thoughts, beliefs, and emotions get stored in the biofield. So as you are thinking, feeling, emoting, that's all being written out to the biofield. And the biofield is reflecting back into the body. So I hope I haven't lost anybody yet who has got this electromagnetic field and it's a recording medium. It's not necessarily held in the brain it's held in the storage medium outside of the body. So that, let's say that you have um, a, a, a kind of a trauma. And this is, this is the trauma I've decided to talk about because I know that words are powerful and sometimes people hear things and they'll create it in their lives. So I'll try to make it as safe as possible. Let's say that when you're a kid, you witness a trauma. You witness an accident. You witness something happening. And at that point, you might come to the conclusion that the world isn't safe, especially if your parental units, the adults in your life, don't get with the program and say, you know, it's it's okay, you know, that happened to them, they were doing something, you're good. It might live in your biofield as the world's not safe. And if something happens, Let's say that there's an accident that happens again. Suddenly the world isn't safe. And now you've got this quite literal electric charge sitting in your biofield, sitting in there, putting out its little electric signal that says the world's not safe. Well, it's interacting with everybody else's biofield. 
And we have it in our language, you know, oh, I just don't like their vibe, right? They're, you, you literally, oh, I get a bad feeling from them. You're literally picking up on the stuff that's recorded in their biofield. And so what ends up happening is the biofield tells you, tells your brain what to think, what to feel, how to feel, and it reinforces itself. Now, what ends up happening, let's say the world isn't safe. Well, now accidents happen, things get attracted to you that makes the world not a safe place. And maybe the physical reality is that there's clumsiness or there's accidents or spillage or things that always happen. What we can do with biofield tuning is we use a coherent frequency of sound vibration in the biofield in these distorted thoughts and beliefs, releasing that distortion, releasing that energy so that you're not putting out that signal anymore. It's really cool. It's, it's one of the best techniques that I've ever seen in my many years of investigating mind-body-spirit techniques. Well, and it, it comes about when I run into people like yourself who have a modality that they find very helpful for their own drama, trauma, how, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we, we've learned so much over the last 40 years that there is an energy to illness or sickness that if we can circumvent it before it becomes a physical manifestation, and we know all about this now, we, I mean, we've got proof, we've got data now, uh, that if we can circumnavigate it and we start acknowledging it ahead of time, then we won't have as much uh, sickness and illness as we've had before. And so it's funny to me that it took 2020 and a lot of that to kind of come out for people to start talking in a place of safety about alter alternative health uh, techniques because they had to, because they couldn't get in to see their doctors. So I'm talking about people in wheelchairs and that sort of thing. So as we talk about the use of sound, I just want to say I'm trained as an analytical biochemist. I worked in the pharmaceutical field for 15 years. Yeah. We did a lot of study on the use of sound, and we made some mistakes that killed people by accident. And this was in the 60s and 70s, where we're using ultra low frequency sounds. We didn't know. We were stupid, okay? We were ignorant. As In the science, we learn a lot. Unfortunately, some people do expire from that, right? So rather than hide it under the rug, I like to share with people, look, people have died trying to figure this stuff out. Okay. And so now we have people like Sue running around who are using high frequency sound waves <laughs> to help uh, harmonize the bioenergetic field so that you are in a place of harmony with yourself, your emotion, your mind. So talk to us a little bit about how that worked for you. Let's just talk about it as far as you and yeah. your self-healing. How did that help you move to a place of better health for you? Oh, so I'll tell you about an experience that I had during my uh, initial training with biofield tuning in my practitioner training. Uh, I had watched some demos that the creator of this technique, Eileen McCusick, had done, and they were really spectacular, but that was other people, right? It was like, wow, that was really cool. Um, 
And then I was uh, in my training and uh, a woman was being worked on, but we were all standing around her, you know, participating to a certain extent. And <clears throat> she had um, uh, relatives who had lived through the potato famine in Ireland. And I realized that as she was speaking about this, that I too had relatives who lived through the potato famine in Ireland. And simultaneously with her having this, her biofield being worked on with this trauma, this ancestral trauma, I realized that this was my ancestral trauma. And I allowed the sound to work on me as well, even though I was not necessarily the one on the table, so to speak. And this was so interesting. She and I both had what are called nightshade allergies. We were both allergic to the nightshade family, which includes potatoes, uh, but it also includes tomatoes and eggplant and uh, bell peppers. The, the practitioner rang the fork and the woman on the table and I both went, whoa! And everybody in the room went, what was that? We both lost our allergies. We literally felt the allergies leave our bodies. And it was amazing. And I, I went out that afternoon and had you know tomatoes in my sandwich, which I didn't used to do. They used to raise blisters on the inside of my mouth. Right. Right. It's amazing how these things work. It's just, it's one of those things that when you have the personal experience, logic can dictate. You can have somebody standing over you saying all these things. And you're like, I'm sorry, I experienced a transition in my health. All right. I now have access to these items. In this case, it was a very physical thing, but I have access now to things and and my life is easier and it's simpler. And that's that's the thing that I wanted to share with people is that we've been using sound for a very long time from anything from calming people to distracting people that were in pain and then being able to assist people uh, to be called to prayer. You know, we have bells running around in Europe for a long, long time. So show us your forks and talk to us a little bit about how we can use some of this stuff, uh, how we use sound. And of course, you and I are both podcasters, so we're very sound oriented anyway, but how we can use sound to help elevate our mood or help us release stuff that we no longer need. Yeah. So um, one of the first forks that I'm going to talk about is one that Eileen McCusick uh, created for kind of public use as opposed to practitioner use. And it's called the sonic slider. And the reason it's called the sonic slider is because the handle on this is like almost twice as long as normal uh, tuning fork handles. Um, and so you can strike the, the fork and you can use the handle to slide it across your body. I love to just rub it across my forehead, along my jawline. This is where I tend to keep a lot of stress is in my jaw and my neck. And, um, and I just love just putting it along my body. And she has a whole series of wonderful videos that go along with the sonic slider where you put it pretty much everywhere along your body and it's like getting your own massage. 
very yeah. helpful when you can't get somewhere. <laughs> and and here's the really cool part, the part that I just absolutely love. So our bones are conductive. Bones are conductive. And by the way, if any of your listeners have osteoporosis or osteopenia, do not try this at home. Please. This is really bad. Osteoporosis and sound vibrations on the bone does not go well together. So here's my and my warning. Don't do this. And if you have a pacemaker, it's probably a bad idea too. Uh, check with your doctor, but generally speaking, we try to avoid pacemakers. Um, with the sonic slider, if you apply it to a bone, it vibrates that bone and every bone in your body also vibrates because bone is conductive and we have all of this wonderful connective tissue that helps conduct the vibration. So no matter where you put it, I, you, know, you can put it on your elbow and um, your toes are vibrating. This vibrates the fascia that cover the bones, that's what the muscle is attached to. So I call it getting a massage from the inside out. And it's not having to apply it to the muscle, but I like applying it to the bone because to me, that's like getting really the full, the full effect of having this wonderful massage. Um, when I was having earlier this, uh, this year, I was having some chest congestion and I just took the sonic slider and just ran it around, you know, my upper lung area. And then I had a pretty bad cough for about a minute and then boom, my lungs were clear. Mm -hmm. It was fabulous. It was wonderful. So, well, and, and as people in the medical field will tell you, because I used to work in hospitals and that sort of thing, uh, they'll tell you that when you're coming out of surgery or you've been in bed or you're not feeling well, they actually encourage patients to cough. They want you to cough and exercise all that. So it's always a, a benefit to be able to do that. So before we go too far down that rabbit hole, which you can totally do when you start talking about sound, the way it works, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, we could go on and on. Um, how can somebody learn more from you, Sue? What, what do you recommend that they do to get in touch with you? Uh, they can go to my website, which is called sweetsoundofsuccess.com. And I have a contact me on there and you can ask questions and I will answer. I'm a human being. There is no chat bot. Uh, <laughs> it's just, just to specify, it's not a chat bot. It's me who's responding. <laughs> and, and I'm happy to answer questions. I do have a lot of information when you go to Sweet Sound of Success. There's like paragraphs of stuff. There's links to uh, the Biofield Tuning website. Uh, where there's videos that do demonstrations on it, uh, I, which I adore. Thank you, Eileen, for doing that for us. Right, right. These wonderful uh, people that do video when we prefer to do audio. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so, um, but I'm really, really happy to, to answer questions about it because, and literally I will do that all day. I just got off a three-day in-person um, what's called New Living Expo Fair, where I was part of a group of practitioners in a booth for three days talking about biofield tuning. So I can literally talk about it all day. <laughs> so what got you started in this? Was it your own health journey that kind of guided you there? Um, I had already had a bunch of experiences with mind-body-spirit um, healing techniques. And I ran into sound healing through 
uh, a gentleman by the name of John Yu, who is one of the pioneers in sound healing and sound healing with tuning forks in particular. Um, it, it's not that he doesn't like, uh, and I'm sure you, your listeners have heard of Tibetan bowls and crystal bowls, and I love bowls. Don't get me wrong. I will cuddle up to any bowl anywhere if somebody is going to play it. I love them, and they're not portable. Right. It's a little bit more challenging to grab some of those bowls and, and work with them. No, I understand. Each It's like a you just keep adding tools to, to your toolbox, right? No one tool is universal. Um, the, I think the only exception to that is meditation. And, and then you get to define what that means to you, right? But when it comes to your own healing journey, just keep adding tools to your toolbox because you're going to have different maladies and different things happening, right? Right. And so John introduced me to the concept of sound healing with tuning forks, which I got completely into um, and, and loved it because it was so, it, it bypassed the editor, essentially. It was, here we go, we're, we're, you, all of that conscious stuff that's going, oh yeah, this is bullshit. And <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to cooperate. And the sound just goes straight into the brain and goes, yes, you are. <laughs> there we go. We're done. Um, and then about a year later, I met Eileen and saw the demonstrations of biofield tuning. And it was like taking the original sound healing and just bringing it up to, you know, university PhD level and, right. and so powerful and so, so effective. Mm-hmm. That was, that was the thing. Again, it was just bypassing the editor. And what I tell people all the time is the thing that I love about biofield tuning coming from a hypnotherapy background is I don't need to know what we're working on. People come to me all the time for sessions that go, you know what? I just want things to be better. I don't know what's in my way. I have, there's all kinds of things that are showing up in my life. I just want them to be gone. It's like, great, let's do a session. Boom. I, I don't know what they are. I don't know what the blocks are. I don't know what the experience was. It's just dissolved. It's Mm -hmm. turned into an energy that you can use to make positive difference in your life instead of being stuck and stalled. And that's one of the things that I love about people like you, Sue, is that when you're passionate, you light up, you get excited, you let people know about it. These are my experiences. This is my story. You don't have to believe me, but if you're interested, here you go. And so thank you for all that, because I would rather learn from somebody who's passionate about what they're doing than anybody who's ho-hum. So anyway, so if you would tell us the website again, please. Yes, it's Sweet Sound of Success dot com sweet sound of success that's s-w-e-e-t <laughs> right sure yeah you got to make sure that yep yes. all right and, and thank you oh, go ahead say, and success is s-u-c-c-e-s-s it's one of the most misspelled words in the english language but i love it I understand when you go to make that website name. So folks, thank you so much for joining us today, Sue. Thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate your time and your education. Well, I appreciate that you invited me back and let me play online again with sound (laughs) and everything else. Thank you, Janine. No problem. And so folks, that was Sue Wilhite. 
She is known as the the vibration. She is a speaker. She is an author. I highly recommend if you have some place where she can speak, please sign her up. She would be more than willing to share what she knows with people. Very much into education. And stay tuned with us for next week when we will have a new guest and a new set of tools for your toolbox. This is Janine Bolin wishing you a wonderful week. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening to The Janine Bolin Show. Be sure to subscribe to our show notes by going to thejanineboland.show.com where you'll find additional resources as well as the opportunity to sign up to receive our program in your email each week. Be sure to visit our sponsor at the8gates.com. 